When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? Well, according to the census, people are leaving L.A. Hmm. I don't know if I believe that because I feel like it's still congested as hell. But, you know, the numbers are showing that mid-2020 to mid-2021, we lost 176,000 people, which was the biggest, the second biggest drop among U.S. metro areas. Number one being New York. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Uh-huh. I would have guessed San Francisco. Were you about to say New York? Uh, yeah, New York. <laughs> mm. 320,000 people. Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic, we had only lost 9,000 people. But according to an expert from USC, this trend will revert in two years. I don't want people coming back. It's too <laughs> congested. Well, you know, you say that it, that you don't believe it's true. But when you Mm-mm. said the number, what was it, 170-some-odd thousand? Uh-huh. So, like, we're not going to notice 100,000 or 200,000 people leaving L.A. in a city of 12 million people. But um, I don't I'm not surprised by this. One more time, Laura, the dates, they, they I think they're important. Mid 2020 uh-huh. to mid 2021. So yeah. pandemic. Right. Mid. Yeah. I mean, who pandemic, you know, we're still in it technically. So but, but so many people. Do you guys know a lot of people that moved during the pandemic because they were like, you know what? I don't have to go into my office anymore. I work from home. I think yes. I can get more house somewhere else mm-hmm. and yep. live a, a less expensive lifestyle. And since I'm not leaving my house and my house is the most important thing for me, I'd rather put money into a bigger house in a different area than live in L.A., San Francisco or New York. I know a lot of people moved to you know the Phoenix area, Dallas. to South Florida, Dallas, Austin. Oh, Dallas and Texas. Austin for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right on. They had an increase of cool, like, bro. Leave. It's all good. Peace out. I'm with Sedano. <laughs> like, go ahead, leave. That I'm great, awesome. Less people to worry about with traffic. Yeah, but it's not just here. I mean, it's it's actually kind of a bigger story. Just that there were these big cities, New York, San Francisco, L.A. as examples, that were hyper, hyper, hyper expensive to live in. They still are. And when people realize they didn't have to go to the office anymore, they're like, dude, I'm out of here. What do I need to live here and pay this? People who, who were selling a, a, a condo in San Francisco for $4 million could take that $4 million and then go buy a 4,500-square-foot house near the beach in San Diego for less than what they were paying for a crappy little shoebox in San Francisco. So a lot of people left big cities during the pandemic because they were going to be able to work from home. It's a big national phenomenon. Great. I mean, you just want people I, to leave. You just want people I, out of here. Yeah, I, I'm totally fine. The, you know what? I, it's like I always tell people, like uh, when they people that you know, uh, California, like it's it's become one of these states that a lot of people are like, you know, they about and they complain about. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it sucks here. Don't come here. We're good. We Here's what's going to happen to you, though, George. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. Many years from now, when you retire. You head home to Miami. No, I'm not. I'm never going back to the East Coast. Okay. Why would I ever go back to the East Coast? 
The West Coast is amazing if you love sports. There's well, no reason to ever go back to the East Coast. Not just love sports, just love the lifestyle. No, life period. But if you, uh, obviously, I do this for a living. I love sports. Like, to stay up till 1 in the morning to watch a basketball game anymore, no thanks. Yeah. Well, if and when you ever went back to Miami, you're going to go back and you know, what the hell's going on here? We got, like, L.A. traffic going on. You're going to go, yeah, you know why? Because during the pandemic, so many people left and they came down here. Oh, I, I mean, I was just there for a game, so I can tell you that's already the case. Yeah. A lot of people love to go to South Florida. A lot of people in the tech industry have moved from Silicon Valley. No, that's Miami not true. That's nonsense. That's total what nonsense. That's, what do you mean no, that's it's not to, true? No, it's total nonsense. Like, I'm you, telling you that is... What are you talking is, about? I, I, People that say that they've moved from the tech industry. There's like this whole crypto community. And trust me, I know because I'm in the crypto world. I get it. But like there's not a tech boom in Miami. That is not true. Oh, I completely disagree. Now, based on, well, I'll tell you what my experience is. But it doesn't matter what my experience is because you're going to blow it off anyway and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. So that being said, I'll just go with my. Do you want to have another situation like when I told you that they hired Joe Buck and Troy to get better games and it literally was reported for that on that was reported like. Sure, I'd have that conversation all day long. Now, is Amazon going to get great games because they've got Al Michaels? No. Oh. Because it's Al Michaels. Ah, got it. Well, all I can tell you is this. I know a lot of people that went from San Francisco and went from the Silicon Valley and moved their company's headquarters down to South Florida. And I know another group of people that create funds to invest in the tech industry, and they've all moved their operations to South Florida. So in my experience, I can tell you. Except they're not creating actual jobs there is my point. So there's no tech boom if you don't actually create jobs like in Silicon Valley where people actually are there to work. Mm. All right, whatever you say. I'll go with you. Or Dallas or Texas or Austin. None of those places are actually creating actual jobs. Mm-hmm. You know why so that is? That, because the majority of the jobs are still going to be in Silicon Valley. Well, because people can live where they want to do those jobs. But what I'm saying to you is is that many people in these industries have gone to South Florida. I'm using that as an example. Austin, Texas is another No, but one. I just told ta- Texas, too. Same thing. Like, there's all, we're all moving to Texas because Elon must move to Texas. Okay, great. But the majority of the jobs are still going to be done elsewhere, not in Texas. All right, uh, you say that. I'm just telling. you I mean, you I know so. I mean, the nu- the know, cap, the numbers are there. Like, we, there's empirical data on this. This isn't me making something up. Empirical data. Yeah, that's even stronger than just regular data. I assume. Yeah. All right. Well, I just think it's very interesting how many people have moved from the big. It's like supersizing cities. back in the day at McDonald's, basically. Yes. Got it. Well, again, Laura, this was your story. A lot of people have moved from the big, expensive cities. Good. 100-plus thousand, almost 200,000 out of L.A. Bye, Felicia. Exactly. Oh, bye, Felicia. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's, that's all y'all need to know. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. All right. You got it. There you go. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Empirical data for your ass. Empirical is what that is. Yeah. I mean, there's regular old data. Yeah. And then there's that really serious data that we call empirical data. Well, do you know why it's called empirical as opposed to just data? Tell me. Tell me and tell us. Because it also includes not just the data. It includes the experience in, in uh, that as well. Empirical. Like, like evidence. Look that up. Yeah, experience, evidence. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Empirical data. Yeah. Look it up. Look that up. I mean, not we've taught you a lot on this, sh- on this show. I'm going to look that up, and I'm going to also continue to read more about the Louisiana Purchase that I knew nothing about. <laughs> Congratulations, you're learning about 7th grade history. Right. Well, hey, listen, you need to learn about 7th grade history when it's 35, 40 years past 7th grade. Yes. 
Not all of us remember it. Not all of us learned it the first time, frankly. Yeah, I mean, clearly not the case. Uh, Now, all right, we were saying earlier Mm -hmm. that your boy Tom Brady could be on the move. Now, you don't believe that either. You don't believe that that rumor is actually true. But if it, even if there was a remote chance that it was true, mm-hmm. if you're the Niners, again, because the hot rumor was that's where he wanted to be, if you were the Niners, or the Raiders even, shouldn't you, I mean, what does it hurt to pick up the phone? doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't hurt one bit. I mean, if, if you are, let's just start with the Niners. If you're the Niners and you said, well, look at, look at the kind of year we had last year. Look how far we got into the playoffs last year. Well, what do we need to get better? Well, we don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a superstar quarterback, and Trey Lance is going to be a second-year player who has a very, very tiny amount of playing time. And, by the way, not only does he only have a small amount of playing time last year for the Niners, but go back to his college career, the guy barely played. So Trey Lance is a project. They drafted him for the future potential. Mm -hmm. So if you're the Niners and you think, hey, we've got ourselves a real chance, and they've got a good coach, they've got a good general manager, they've got a really solid roster, if you can get Tom Brady to come home to Northern California, if you're the Niners, you think Tom Brady could do for you what Tom Brady did for the Buccaneers, right? Of course. I mean, naturally, they were closer. They were actually in the – they were six minutes away of winning the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. And if Jimmy Garoppolo in that Super Bowl, I can't believe I remember this, but in that Super Bowl, late in that game, he overthrew a wide receiver who was deep down the field and wide open. Yeah. And he overthrew him. Yeah. And if he That's makes that That's one of those throw, on, on NFL films, you know, when they do, like, the recap of, like, the, the Super Bowl, they'll be like, and they were this close to right. changing their fortunes. Right. Right. So, so Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. if I were Tampa Bay... And you, I said, okay, look, we'll give you Tom Brady. He wants to finish his career in San Francisco. Yeah. Great, we'll take. Who would you rather have, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, if you were Tampa Bay? Um, you got to take one I, of these two quarterbacks off our hands. I guess it take. just depends on what my time horizon is, right? Do I want the guy with the higher ceiling or the guy that I know what he is? Do I want to win immediately? Because one guy has been a. Well, winner, I don't know if Garoppolo is making you win immediately. Though. Well, but he he's. He gives you a chance right now. Nonetheless, if I were the Niners, yeah, I'd be calling about Tom Brady. If I were the Raiders, and I hear your point, your point's a good one, about Josh McDaniel because he coached Tom Brady for all those years as offensive coordinator in New England. He did. If, if I'm the Raiders. I mean, him and, him and Brady actually have the relationship that you wish you had with Brady. Um, I actually wish that me and Tom had a bit of a more like personal hangout social kind of relationship, whereas I feel like those guys have a very professional business relationship. I want to be friends. I don't want to be his coach. I mean, you think you don't think he, they're friends too? I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. I don't, I don't think so. I want to be his friend. I want to hang out with him and Giselle. I want to bring my kids and his. Uh-huh. I want my See, daughters to babysit for his kids. You. Always extra with you. Always yeah. gotta hang out with Giselle. Yeah. Got to take it a little like, too far. Yeah. I want to go on vacations together. You know, want to go where would Tom's you go pro- with 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 the Brady's? Well, the first trip that I'd like to create with Tom and Giselle is I'd like for all of us to go to what is that festival down in uh, Brazil? What is that called? What is the name of that festival Carnival? in Brazil? Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to go to that. Never been. Oh. And I figure, uh, you know, she knows her way around. Tom's been there a bunch of times. Probably knows the best spots, best places to stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like to go down there. That'd be my first vacation with them, with the Brady. What do you think Carnaval would look like, Laura, with uh, with Cap there? <laughs> he would feel lost, um, I think, but I don't know. No, because I, I feel like Cap would. Um, I, I don't wish, think he would. I, I wish you would do that. Like, I would pay money to watch a live stream of you at, like, something like that. Just me or me and Tom Brady? No, just, just you. you. Oh, yeah, you just need... you. I don't okay. care what Tom Brady does. I just want a live stream. I would literally pay money, pay-per-view style money, to just have a 24-hour live stream of you at, at an event like that. I, well, forget about that. You know what I would do? I would pay money to watch you. We don't even have to go that far. Go to, like, Electric Daisy Carnival at, like, EDC in Vegas or something like that. I would pay Pay money to watch you at an event like that. Okay. Well, you know what, George? Listen, Laura, since you and yes. I now have a nice thing going here on your Instagram Live, maybe I go to Carnival uh-huh. and you go on your Instagram Live and then I just Instagram Live in from Carnival. That'd be okay. Dope. So look, Cap, EDC Vegas is May 20th, 21st, and Uh-oh, 22nd. Cap, be careful what you agree yeah. to. Well, I didn't agree to anything. I don't even I know, know what EDC asking. Vegas is. <laughs> what do you think? Electric <laughs> Daisy Carnival? You? I don't know what. I, yeah, Why I don't, don't we get them detail. local? Like, what is Electric Daisy Carnival? What is that? I mean, it's uh, it's like an EDM festival. It's a, like a big rave party. Really? It's an EDM yeah. festival. I know. I've been invited to things like this before, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know much about it. I'm not into it, you know? So, Lindsay, how, do you believe, What would, would you pay money to see Cap at, like, EDC Vegas? That one, yeah. You should, uh, I mean, ask your daughter about it, Cap. I feel like they, your yeah, daughter know all Your about kids it. would probably want to go. What is going, what is EDC in Vegas? I mean, like, it's just a uh, big. It's literally a festival. It's like Coachella, but it's more for, like, electronic dance music instead right. of, right. you know, pop music and whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not big EDM. But I was going to say do something local. Like, I know they're not huge. But they have, like, the Colombian Festival here. They have different festivals. Like, you can do that, which is smaller. We can ease you in. No, you got to go all out and go to EDC. Because yeah. they, they wear, like, the glow sticks on their clothes. And, like, they got light ropes on Bro, their, I would themselves. Do, it's crazy. Yes, I'm with Lindsay. Go big or go home. Let's right, get you into EDC. Well, I think we should go big, like, gigantic and go directly to Carnival. No, man, that's expensive, bro, to fly to Brazil. And it takes forever to get there from here. Oh, does it? Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't just drive a couple hours? No? no. 100 miles? I mean, like, the flight to TJ, Brazil bro. has got to be like eight hours from here or something it's like that. It's not TJ, Laura? It's not TJ, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's like eight or nine hour flight from Los Angeles. Oh, man. I didn't know that. All right, forget EDC, it. we can be there in 45 minutes on Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never, I've never, uh, I'm not, I don't know much about this EDC. You'll have to tell oh, me let's more. let's get you there. Let's get you there. You know, George, I'm an adventurous guy. Uh, I know. And, and and the way Don't take Rachel day, though. She's not going to dig that. That's not going to She's going to love it. She's a total <laughs> she's an adventurer too. She going to break up with you. Why? Uh, look EDC on TikTok. I think somebody just sent that in our group chat. Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. I'm sending you some videos here, Cap. There check you go. These Cap, out. check it out. We'll discuss further on the other side. All right, UCLA going to be in the house. Big game tonight. Big moment tonight. We'll touch on that. Plus, Shaq saying some stuff about the Lakers. We'll get to all that coming up in the next segment. We're back in about three or four minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. One of the greatest songs. I don't think there's any question about that. Incredible music. Incredible musician. Miss him dearly. The greatest Super Bowl halftime I've ever attended live. And I think arguably still the greatest Super Bowl halftime regardless of whether I attended it or not. You think because of the show, because of the music, or because of the rain? All of it. I mean, first of all, the um, coincidence of singing Purple Rain while it's raining was pretty impressive. Yeah. So. And, you know, he did kind of get away with one there, you know. He did the – you remember, that was – Post Janet Jackson a few years later, and he kind of made his uh, guitar look like a, you know, I'll use a technical term, a phallic symbol is what I'll call it. Okay. And don't tell me you don't know what a phallic symbol is. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, when you said you were going to use a technical term, I was like, geez, what are you going to use? Like proper anatomical terminology here? What are you going to say? But phallic symbol is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker turns 57. Happy birthday, Sarah Jessica Parker who I, I will tell you, George, you know, I've, I've, oh, I've go. gone on and on on these airwaves about my yeah. love for Jennifer Aniston yeah. and my belief that at some point, probably in the near future, Jennifer Aniston and I will probably have an interlude of some kind. But uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is on that short list as well. There was always something really, I mean, for, even when for, she was a much younger actress, Pre-sex in the city. Something that just always was so incredibly sexy about her to me. So, Sarah Jessica, assuming you're listening this afternoon, because I got a couple of texts from Matthew Broderick earlier today, and so I assume you guys are in the car together. Yeah. Um, Sarah Jessica, love you, girl. Happy birthday. Yeah. He's probably not going to be happy about you. like Right. Yeah. If he was texting you, he's probably going to send you a mean text now. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to show him some respect by telling him how... How hot I think his uh, his wife is. Are they still okay. married? Those two? I mean, they might be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they, they are. are. They are. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just went with it, not knowing. Yeah. Um, speaking of going for it, are you going for EDC? People are tweeting us. We. You know, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm looking at these videos of this EDC thing. You know, George, I got to tell you something. I, I feel like I can get down with any crowd of people. I really do. Yeah. You know. But this just doesn't look interesting to me. It doesn't look fun. I mean, I'm what? sure it is fun for everybody that's into it. But everybody looks like they're all wasted on Molly. That's, like, not my speed, you know? I feel like you'd have a blast there. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is on Molly or not. All I'm saying is that it looks fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at this. I, like, I, There's this girl, and she's jamming out. And she's wearing, like, these assless cyclist shorts, like biker shorts. Yeah. And she's got a G-string on, and that's kind of cool, Yeah, you know? All right, so Jose and Glendale yeah, wants to uh, make you an offer, Cap. Jose, yeah. what do you got? Hey, uh, first I want to say thank you guys for existing. You're making my, my commute from Chino Hills to Glendale tolerable, so I, I appreciate you. <laughs> tolerable. Um, but, Cap. Yes, sir. Are you ready? I am. Burning Man. I okay. will pay. Anything you want, just watch you are Burning Man. 
Okay. So, so you have to go full out. Mad right. Max, mm-hmm. outfit, all in. Okay, let's talk about that for what a quick thinking? second. I think it's now a that is idea. all. I believe like right around Labor Day, right? Am I right about that? They canceled it last year, the last couple of years because of COVID. Right. Uh, but I think it's around Labor Day, right? It's like late August, early September. So. Yes. Yeah. So I've never been to Burning Man. Um, has anybody here ever been? I've never been, but I'm familiar with it. Yes. Okay. And Jose, you ever been? Uh, I went once. Okay. So. <laughs> So so tell I'm, me this. I'm an artist, so it's a it's a artist community, and uh, yes, we were all high. You know, I, mean, you know, I know you guys work for the mouse, so I don't want to say too much, but uh, but you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's an artist community, and and the entire concept. I don't know how much you guys know about Burning Man, but it's uh, is nothing is sold. You know, there is no selling, there is no buying. Uh, they, they work off uh, what Grants. Do call it? like trading. Yes. Yeah. Like they, they trade, and uh, it's a community, and it's a lot of fun, and it's and it's crazy. But it's uh, I would love to see you there. You know, see, well I, I feel this but way. You though. have to go all out. I agree with you, but listen, I feel like Burning Man. Oh my Man, god! If Cap were to play, if Cap were to dress up like Mad Max, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hot. I, I mean, that is that is that that's actually better than EDC. Even right, though I would love to see Cap at EDC, I do think Burning Man uh, in Black Rock would be even better. But I feel like Burning Man, out in the desert, staying in an RV, um, everybody just loving each other. I feel like that's more my speed. No, 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 Cap. If you're not EDC into like the, the drug aspect of it, then Burning Man is not the place for you. That's true. EDC, you can still, I mean, it's still, there's a difference about EDC. There's still an actual event with like booze, right? There's still like food, like there's... That thing is way more camping, campy kind of thing. And, yes, to Lindsay's point, if you're not into the extracurriculars, that might be a little, uh, you know, Well, not I just want to say for the record, I'm for the extracurriculars. I'm all okay. for them all. Okay. But, but I feel like Burning Man is more my speed than EDC. Okay. Based on the TikToks that I'm seeing on EDC. Okay, fair enough. Um, here's, here's what I'll ask you then, okay? Mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, perhaps you're familiar with him. Is he going to Burning Man? No, no, but he probably will perform at EDC. Okay, that would change you know, my a, opinion if I about EDC. He's Shaq's a, he, performing. No, he's a DJ, so he I might know, be there. I know, been there, done um, that. So he has said mm-hmm. that if the Lakers make the play-in and AD is healthy, they will beat the Phoenix Suns. He, let, hold on a second. Wait a second. Hold on. We're talking about EDC in Vegas, right? Right. We're talking about Burning Man out in the desert somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were just talking about the extracurriculars? Yeah. Is Shaq on the extracurriculars right now? I don't know. Maybe he hooked up with Ricky Williams, who has, you know, the uh, the farm out there, you know, out here in uh, Southern California. Maybe. I don't, know. I'm just, I don't know. So, wait. Let me get this straight. If the Lakers – I just want to make sure I understand what Shaquille O'Neal said. If the Lakers make it to the play-in, yes. they will beat the Suns? Yeah, they make it through the play and they will beat the Suns in the first round, he said. Why don't you do your own Shaq impersonation and just, uh, you know, I don't read, uh, you can, re- you can uh, recreate it. Hey, Chuck, Chuck. Oh, wait, 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 Chuck. Shaq, Shaq. Let's hear from the real Shaq first, oh, and then right. we can hear from fake Shaq. Go ahead, oh, okay. real Shaq. I'm disappointed in my Lakers. A lot of people are. We all forgot about the ages. Ooh, Westbrook's coming. Ooh, they got Carmelo. 
We used to have teams with big-name stars on. So you got a team with three Hall of Famers. You would think they'd be in six or seven, but – and then yeah. AD's not playing. So I doubt they even make the playing game. But if they do, they definitely have to win, and they will face Phoenix in the first round. And then if they make it to the A spot, they will beat Phoenix. Whoa. Yeah, you heard me. Because AD going to be back. That's a bold prediction. Shaq Shadamas will be correct. Westbrook's been playing bad. All it takes is for certain people like that to just – Play good one or two games, and then it snaps right back. You just like to double down on the disrespect. And why is the disrespect? Because <sighs> they're in the first spot. Whoopie freaking do. Okay, golf clap. Everybody in here clap. Phoenix in the first spot. <laughs> Congratulations. They have the first spot. Whoopie freaking do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you can just do a shorter version of that, like 10 seconds if you'd like before we move on. Hey, Chuck, I said the Lakers going to win. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Chuck? That's my that's my shack right there. It's pretty good, right? Not really, not even remotely close. to I don't know. Position. He sounded pretty clear though, and that 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 I don't know, podcast or whatever he was doing, or maybe yeah, it was his on... podcast, the big podcast. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let me just understand what Shaq said. If they make it through the play-in and they actually make it to the playoffs, and they're AD's the going to be healthy. He thinks they're winning, right? He thinks they're going to get on a roll. I think that Shaq is forgetting that even though the Lakers were up 2-1 on the Suns last year before AD got hurt, that team last year was a different team than this team this year. That is correct, Scott. The the Suns are way better now. Yeah, and the Lakers are way worse. That is also correct, Scott. So, Shaq buying what he's selling, or is he just trying to say something outrageous? For no, the I, I, think, I don't think he says anything to goof. I think he says he believes it. What do you he think? said he thinks that Russell Westbrook, too, is going to – he said it, it only takes one one big win to get a guy like that going. All right. All right. All right. Hold on a second. I'm going to say I disagree with Shaq, and I hope he's right and I'm wrong. Okay, George, what do you think? I think he's wrong. Look, I think he's I, wrong. I think I, that the Phoenix Suns are the most complete team in the NBA. I think that the Phoenix Suns want to rub – the Lakers face in poop, okay? Like, literally, that's what they want to do. They want to destroy the Lakers every time they play them. That's that's just, for me being around them, very little. I get that sense. The Suns, that is. Yeah. I've been around them very little. But the sense that I gathered just from, they want to kick everyone's ass. But especially while the Lakers are down like this, I would see them wanting to really rub it in. I understand what you're saying. But I will just say this. You've been around the Suns. Of course, I have not. I'm just watching them on television. Here's my perception. The Suns, from coach to star players to last guy on the bench, Mm -hmm. they have created a team. And I've said this before. The Lakers are a collection of individual talents. And when you're trying to win a championship, you can't just be a bunch of good players. You have to be a team. And the Suns are, and the Lakers have thus far this season not 100%, proven to be. A hundred percent. That that it's just I, I I would say if they were facing so uh, you know I, I said this to my guy Trevor Lane on the Lakers Nation podcast, which will air tomorrow in more expansively because we had a lot more time to talk about it, and all we did was talk about the Lakers for forty five minutes. But my the the gist of it was it's kind of a shame that the Lakers 
are have been as bad as they've been in the regular season. Because honestly, Cap, if it would have been any other team but Phoenix, I'd give them a real chance to win the series with AD healthy. Like the Warriors are reeling; they're not, you know, Steph's not right. You know, Draymond's had a back issue. Uh, Clay doesn't look right yet. Like I think they can be beat. And then anything else of that, you know, like Memphis, they're young. Like, they're playing great in the regular season, but, I, you know, they've won one playoff game. Like, let's right. not get if they crazy. Were, if they were playing against Utah. Right. You know, I think they could beat Utah. Right. Like, you, I would you, pick them. I would absolutely pick them to beat Utah. How crazy would it be, though? I mean, I know this is dreaming big, and it's not based in reality, but we're kind of working off what Shaq said. Yeah. How incredible would it be if AD were to come back and be healthy, which I, I question whether or not he can certainly – with the amount of time that's left in the regular season, you know, by the time he comes back, let's just say it happens to be in early April, there's going to be five or six games left. So I don't know how much he'll be in shape. Um, I don't know how much his body will be. Well, they, they, Dave McMiniman reported that they, their hope is to have him back the first week of April. Okay. So if they have him back the first week of April, I mean, I'm just putting a, a date on it. April 1st is next Friday. Right. That would that be against would, New Orleans. Right. And that would give him about five or six games. Right, it would be one, two, three, four, five, six, exactly, yeah. yes. Six games left in the regular season. Yeah. So, you know, does he come back because his knee is better, or does he come back because his knee has been better for two weeks and he's now worked himself into shape? My sense is is that he's going to come back as soon as they give him the medical clearance and he'll probably be, and I'm, this is in quotes, out of shape or not in the kind of shape you would be in if you had not been hurt three times or two times during the regular season. Yeah. So the likelihood of, of Anthony Davis coming back and being what Anthony Davis was two seasons ago, I'm going to guess it's probably pretty low, the number, the likelihood. So I don't know why there's this reliance on when Anthony Davis comes back and Anthony Davis is healthy, the Lakers have themselves a real shot, particularly against Phoenix. I mean, it just depends. Literally, it teeters all on his health, to your point. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Go! Make the open happen! So for the record, he brought he brought up Baker, not me. So anyway, 
Doja Cat said that she is quitting music in a Twitter rant that she went what? on late last night. Yep. So wow, that happened, I may have seen one of her last performances. You might have. She. Uh, it happened after she was criticized on social media for not stopping to interact with fans outside of her hotel in Paraguay, where she's performing this weekend. She tweeted, this bleep ain't for me, so I'm out. Y'all take care. I don't give a bleep anymore. I bleeping quit. I can't wait to bleeping disappear, and I don't need you to believe in me anymore. She said, everything is dead to me, music is dead, and I'm a bleeping fool forever thinking I was made for this. This is a bleeping nightmare. Unfollow me. And then she changed her Twitter handle to, or her Twitter name to I Quit. Nice. Um, so if you guys got super famous, super fast, like Doja Cat did, would you even bother to read your mentions on social media? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? <laughs> Cap reads every one of his mentions and responds to every single one of them. So who are you asking? Yeah, but there's. Well, I'm but saying you, if you were if you were that famous and you just blew up and you're super famous, would, would I mean you still we are super him? famous? He says millions of people are listening. Al Michaels texted the the governor texted. True, him, so. that is a good point. Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker's husband earlier today. Yeah, Matthew Broderick was texting him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suspect that if I became super famous, and um, I were still on social media, which I probably would be, that. I would probably still be inclined to see what's going on out there. And every time I open up Twitter and I see that little red dot that's next to my mentions and I get that shot of dopamine that runs through my system, I would click on it and see what's going on. But unlike Doja Cat, who, by the way, is famous as she may be, I don't know who she is. But of course you said, don't know who she is. Right. Yeah. I mean, she might be famous to you, not to me. Yeah. Um, what is her problem? What 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 was said to her or done to her? You talked about her. People were upset. Of the Lindsay just told you they were upset know, that but, she didn't stop to say hi to fans. I mean, relax, Doja Cat. I mean, come on, I mean, you relax. got a lot of fans. Relax, Cat. Yeah, you got fans. They want to see you, man. They yeah, love yeah. you. They just want you to purr. You know, they want a high five. They want a picture. They want an autograph. I mean, yeah. does she I not mean, have listen. massive amounts of security? I mean, maybe, maybe not. You know, um, I. Uh, if I were famous, would I read my mentions? I barely read my mentions now, and I'm not even famous. So, I mean, what does that tell you? But the um, – I did – I saw her at the Fanatics party, her and Megan the Stallion for the Super Bowl here in L.A., and uh, I may have seen one of her last performances. So, All right, Linz, what's next? Okay, a Brazilian singer has revealed that she was hospitalized due to holding her farts in while <laughs> she was around her partner. So her name is Vivian de Quiros Pereira, who goes by the performing name Poca, and she posted videos of herself at the hospital in, in her Instagram story. In the clip, she told her followers that she was fine now after she had some severe pains in her stomach due to trapped farts. She then encouraged her fans not to be ashamed to pass gas in front of their significant other and said yeah. that she's, she's letting them rip now. So... Not going to have you guys swipe, but how long do you think that you should be dating someone before you pass gas in front of them? Sedano? Sedano. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've been married for 11 years. We dated for years before that. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I I think you, uh, I, I think in theory you have to be, like, very serious at that point. Like, once you're living with someone, like, you, they just have to understand you are who you are. You know what I mean? Like, and you got to let it rip if you got to let it rip, you know? Do you pass gas in front of your wife, George, like for leisure? I mean, not for leisure. For you know, leisure. <laughs> not because I'm like, hey, honey, you know, here you go, in your face. But you like, be like, yo, <laughs> honey, pull my finger. No, I mean, I don't do that. I try my best not to do that. Uh, I, may, I laugh when my kids fart. I think it's funny, you know. 
We kind of laugh may... about it, so it's yeah. like it's like a funny thing around here. I think what I'm about to say is going to shock you guys. I think it's okay. really going to surprise you. Try it. In the three years that I've been dating Rachel, I have never once intentionally, like, just let it rip. Well, of course you're terrified of her. Well, right. So, like, for me, I feel like if I do let it rip, she's going to be like, you can't do that in front of me. Like, you know, don't just be doing that. Like, if you're falling asleep and your body's relaxed and all of a sudden it just comes out, you know, you're like, okay, that's, that's involuntary. But... To do it just for the fun, like when you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know, and you're just really letting it go and you're trying to make it as loud as you can. Like, I do that when I'm home alone. But when I'm with her, I don't do that. Because <laughs> you're worried she's going to be like, ew, gross. Don't do that. Right? I know, but I feel like that's like the one last thing that I haven't really done in front of her. You're terrified oh. of her. So there's that. Yes. You got that right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. One more, Lindsay. All right, so a man, a man in Chile turned a wedding into a stoner's paradise when he baked his sister a magical wedding cake laced with marijuana, and it had guests dancing, dancing all night long. So the man spiked one of, his, one of the seven tiers of his sister's bridal cake with cannabis. He then racked up over 13 million views on his TikTok video, which shows the newlyweds cutting into the cake, then dozens of guests going crazy on the dance floor. He said that mm-hmm. everyone was made aware that the cake had magical powers and it was not given to underage guests. Would you ever serve weed-laced cake at a family party? Or Absolutely event? not. That's ridiculous. That's really dumb. Like, do it at a, with friends, not at a, at, a, at a family party. That's crazy. I, on the other hand, would do it. My family needs to lighten the hell up. Okay, well, then that's different, you know, but there's that. All right, we're done. Radio Tinder. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Coming up next, Dave Roberts laying down the law for your Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll tell you what he said next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The desert on a horse with no name. Let me tell you something, Chris. You weren't that far off. I wasn't driving a Monte Carlo, but I was driving a Cutlass Supreme. Huh. Interesting. Oldsmobile, Cutlass Supreme. There you go. Old school. Monte Carlo was nice, though. I like when they came out with the Monte Carlo SS. Remember that one, George? Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Back in the days when I wanted an IROC Z28, didn't have one, wanted one, didn't get one. Right. But a Monte Carlo SS was a really nice car. But I had an Oldsmobile. Yeah, Oldsmobile. Cutlass Supreme. Yeah, I loved Perfect Strangers, by the way. That was a funny show. Who was on that show? Uh, Bronson Pinchot. Oh, oh, oh! He was the guy that was in um, that was in Beverly Hills Cop. Achmel Foley, Achwell Foley. Yeah, he a was the guy in the, in the store in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah he yeah, was yeah, the, yeah. the store clerk. Yeah. Right. The guy in the, yeah, his, the art store. Larry Appleton and uh, Bronson Pinchot, and uh, Larry was. Uh, um, well, no, Larry Appleton was the name of the character. Uh, mm-hmm. Marklin Baker was the name of the actor, actually. And then uh, Bronson Pinchot's character, 
Uh, oh no, yeah, Larry Appleton was the character, and Mark Lynn Baker was the was was the actor's actual name. Bronson Pinchot's ca- character was ba- Balky Bartakomos. Yes, and he was from the uh, Mediterranean island of Mipos. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember the show. I mean, like I know I remember it lasted that it a happened. long time. Yeah. It was like seven or eight seasons easily. Yeah, I didn't watch that, but I remember him, the actor, in Beverly Hills Cop in that scene. You want a little espresso with a little lemon twist? You know? Yeah. That was a good, that was a good character. I can't believe you didn't watch uh, Perfect Strangers. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Did you watch anything in like on TV? Yeah, I watched a lot. Like what? What were you but watching in, in like the late 80s, early 90s? Um, oof, I don't know. You're asking me kind of like towards the end of my high school and beginning of college so that, you know, you lose stuff when you go to college. You know, you don't really watch stuff anymore. But Perfect Strangers, that one doesn't, that one is not something I watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, like, in that, that, that range, 86, like, I think of, like, the A-team, B.A. Baracus. Yeah. You know, I love it when a plan comes together. Those are the kinds of shows I think. Mm. Okay. Perfect Strangers, I don't think so. Not your Now, thing. now. Now, Chris did mention 20 years ago. How about like Beverly Hills 90210? I love Beverly Hills 90210. Love it. Okay. All right. Love that show. And I, and yeah. after that, As Melrose 90s, Place. 90s, all the entire decade of the 90s. Beverly yeah. Hills 90210. Beverly Hills 90210. And then, and then Melrose Place was a great show. I loved that, that, that two hour block of time on Fox. That was good TV. Right. There you go. But The Bachelor, 20 years ago, The Bachelor. Shout out to my friend Mike Fleiss, who's yeah. the uh, creator and producer of the bachelor and is he really your friend or is he your friend like al michaels is your friend who texts you allegedly well no, i i would say i'm much tighter with al michaels than i am with mike fleiss mm. but um man so it means I you mean, really don't know mike fleiss well why would i send a shout out if i don't know the guy i mean you also tell us the governor is texting you and sometimes i exaggerate a little bit right so but you can understand why we wouldn't necessarily just buy into Mm-hmm. You know, your shout-out to your boy, Mike Fleiss. Well, I'm shouting him out, okay? 20 years ago, The Bachelor. Yeah. Damn, dude. It's a lot of roses. That's an amazing amount of shows and spinoffs. Yeah. I remember that first year, man, the first year of The Bachelor. I remember walking in. I was doing mornings at the time, yeah. and I come in on the radio, and I'm like, guys, I saw a TV show last night that I cannot believe. And everybody was like, The Bachelor? I'm like, yeah, you saw it too? And they're like, yeah. And I can't remember the first Bachelor's name, but this is before The Bachelor got huge. And I would bring this guy on the radio every, I think the show was on Monday. I'd bring him on every Tuesday morning to analyze what happened the night before. I thought it was like the worst thing that had ever happened to like male-female relations. Yeah. And here we are 20 years later with The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and all these other spinoffs of The Bachelor. Alex, uh... Michael, I believe was his name. Or Alex like Michael, is that the name of the guy? Or Alex Michelle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. Well, He was the anyway. first Bachelor. Yeah. The Bachelor, Perfect Strangers. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dave Roberts, your boy. Not, yes. not a Bachelor. But also was big in the, uh, still today, 20 years later, even though he, you know, 20 years. It was almost 20 years ago. It was... Uh, what was it, 18 years ago? He had the biggest stolen base maybe in baseball history? Yeah, I think you might be right. I think it was 2004, Four. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2004. 2004, Yankees versus Red Sox, and Dave yeah. Roberts has that, that stolen bag. And then in, in the year of 2022, he said he predicted on the Dan Patrick show that the, uh, the Dodgers are winning the World Series. And I like it. I like it. Talk that talk. Talk that sweet, 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 sweet stuff to me. 
Dave Roberts. I like it. I got to say, um, if you are Bob Melvin and you're the manager of the Padres and you come out and you say, we're definitely going to win the World Series this year, most people would laugh at you. Be like, yo, dude, you just got here for the first year and your star shortstop is hurt. And, um, I mean, why would anybody think you're better than you were last year when you guys crumbled? But when Dave Roberts goes out there and very brashly predicts that the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, people aren't like, man, he should shut up and stop talking like that. People are like, yeah, they've got a really, really good chance. Yeah, they have the best lineup in baseball, maybe the best lineup in the last quarter century. And then, uh, you know, they got one of the best pitchers in baseball at the top. They got another guy who's, you know, in that conversation is one of the most impressive young pitchers as well in Julio Urias. And they've got a veteran guy in, uh, in Clayton Kershaw. If he's healthy, then you feel really, really good about it. Right. But what they don't have thus far, and maybe we'll, we'll find out after spring training, and maybe this will develop as the season goes on, your number one starter is a true ace. Your number two starter is one of the up-and-coming stars in the game. Yeah, and I mean, one, number, he had more wins than anybody last year. And your and your number three starter is a guy who has been the premier player at the position, but who's definitely kind of towards the end. And you're hoping that you can get everything that Clayton Kershaw's got left in the tank this year. And then after three, then you you're not really sure exactly what the Dodgers have. Now they may surprise everybody, but today, you know what one, two, and three looks like. I don't think any of us are really positive what four, five, six, and seven look like yet. No, that's 100% fair. And I think that, look, maybe it's Heaney, right? Maybe it's him. Maybe it's David Price. Maybe it's, who knows? We'll have to kind of wait and see. But they always have guys on the farm that surprise us. So I'm not super worried about it yet. Plus, if anything, they'll make a move. They've shown the the propensity to do that as well. Speaking of making moves, we're going to have to take a quick break. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes. we got What You Need to Know coming up in just a moment. UCLA about to make their big run. We're going to get into that in just a moment and what it would mean for the town and that particular program in just a moment.